You are listening to Figuring Shit Out with Dr. Nikki Naradin, where you can finally get yourself out of that state of confusion. Confusion is the stealer of dreams and move into some clarity so that you can really like live your passion, your hope, your dream, anything you ever wanted. It's all possible. You could feel better really, really quickly. All right. Enjoy the episode. Hey, hey, all you joy seekers figuring shit out. It's Dr. Nikki here, and I am on episode 21 of this particular iteration of the podcast. Now, my other podcast, which was the Teen and Tween Parenting Podcast, I had over 60 episodes, and I loved it, but there was a way in which I am actively figuring shit out myself, and I really love helping other people figure shit out. And I think, and I've been thinking about this a lot, like, like, who am I serving? Who are my people? And, and what is it that we're trying to do? And I realized that what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to help people who believe that they should have figured shit out already. And that happens at every age and stage of life and haven't in their mind figured something out and are beaten themselves up because they hadn't reached some perceived goal or perceived way in which they should be living their life or, or way in which they should have been thinking or anything like that. And so when you're sitting around believing that there was something that you should have already figured out, and then you're beating yourself up about not having figured it out, then it's really hard to figure anything out because you stay in a state of confusion, despair, self-doubt, and self-criticism. And it just sucks. So, I don't know. I just, that's what I'm doing here. I, and you could think about this at almost every stage of your life. They say a really young person has it really great. There's something that they don't even have to figure out. The parents and the adults are taking care of everything, but yet you still see so much mental health struggles. And there are young people that are so depressed and that there are ones that are feeling anxious and scared and whatever else. And I see that in teenagehood. I see that for young adults where everybody's telling them it's the best time of their life and they're figuring shit out and they don't have to have figured out that much yet, but they're on their way and they should be on that path of figuring certain things out. And those certain things are, or the programming that happens for all of us. And then over the age of 30, you definitely should have figured something out. And then once you're at a particular stage of your life and maybe raising a family, then there are other things that you should have already figured out. And then if you hadn't figured it out after that, it's almost like your life is over. So I am actively and daily figuring shit out. And just recently, not really that recently, but, but always going on, I, I, I just like exploded my damn life. And when I say exploded, I mean, for me, an explosion is still somewhat calculated. I still have a profession. I still have a job, but I had to move out to Nome, Alaska so I can get four weeks off. So I'm traveling back and forth to Nome. I ended a 25-year marriage that was a, a good marriage. And when I mean a good marriage, like 
what we did during those 25 years was great. We raised two fantastically wonderful children that I couldn't have imagined raising with anybody else. I had grown so tremendously into this iteration of myself and evolved in this way. Now, we happen to not be evolving in the same direction. We don't have similar ideas about what we want for the future. And I don't think we necessarily have to, but nothing has gone wrong. So I I picked a, I was at a Beatles fest this last weekend and I had my tarot cards read and I was supposed to pick a card. And the card that I picked was something called the destroyer, which sounds like an awful thing. And when you think about the word destroying, probably doesn't have the greatest of connotations, but it's the part of us that needs things to end, needs to let go of some of the comfort, some of the security in order to grow and evolve and build. Now, I know that I'm a person that always wants to be evolving and not because I'm unhappy, because that is the natural state of where we are right now. That is the natural state of humanity. We are evolving and growing and changing in some way. And either you're moving in that direction of growth, evolution, and change, or something will happen that'll force you to change something. I would say sometimes people will get sick or something will happen in their lives. I think we're all pulled in some ways, to become better versions of ourselves or to have bigger lives. And I think when we're not pulled in that direction, it's probably because there's some kind of fear. Now, that doesn't mean it has to be earth-shattering, life-changing, world-changing, whatever it is. It is whatever your contribution is to your life and other people's lives. But to stay stagnant is actually nothing that we do naturally. I think that that we grow to do that in order to keep us safe. And it's always a good thing to look into. So I'm going to talk about this, but I'm going to start this podcast with the commitment, because I think it's always important to remember that we all get to have a particular kind of life, and that that is our birthright, and that is something to go for. And that doesn't mean that hard and difficult things aren't going to happen. It has happened throughout history. It is still continuing to happen. The things that get hard about that is where we expect that no hard things should happen. But really, it's the contrast in life that makes us decide what we like and what we don't like. And if there was no contrast, we wouldn't know. So the commitment is, I joyfully promise from this moment on to never give up my dreams and goals. I choose to remember always that the whole world is mine to explore, and I need never be alone in figuring it out and making it just right, that I was born worthy and lovable without condition, and whatever brought me to this place is just the journey to my present and future self, and not the sum total of who I am or who I will become. Now, notice in that commitment, there is not a word about finding joy and happiness The only word joy in there is I joyfully promise that I promise to continue to remember my goodness, even in the face of hard things, that I will continue to remember that I can explore if I want to, and that I am not alone in trying to make it just right. And that does not say that it has to have 100% worth of joy. 
I couldn't imagine wanting to be 100% joyous. There are things I am pretty pissed off about, and I enjoy being pissed off at it because it would be weird if I wasn't, if something happened to my children. But I do get to decide what I make all of it mean. And that that's where we get to play around a bit. But the commitment is about how we visualize ourselves, how we choose to see, what we choose to make of this life, how we choose to respond, and where we choose to evolve to. And that brings me to a Course in Miracles, because I've been going through a lesson in A Course in Miracles a week. Remember that you can Google this and find the whole text related to it. These are just snippets of ideas for you to start toying with and playing with, because the second you have a little bit of flexibility in your ability to decide to see something differently, and your ability to decide to think something differently, and for you to know that your thoughts cause your feelings, then you have the start of being able to develop the type of life that you envision for yourself. And it's only with that type of flexibility that you can do it. So lesson 20 is really interested. It says, I am determined to see. To see is an interesting thing because we think we see with our eyes, but we, we do see with our eyes, but what we see tends to be clouded by our past programming, our family of origin, the group we belong to, the religion, the sex, all of it, gender identity, every bit of it. And so that will influence what we see, how we see, where we pay our attention to, where we focus on. So I'm using the word see and focus together, but they use the word determined. And I love determined as a feeling because once you are determined to do something, then all your roadblocks are not obstacles. They're rather something to figure out. And that's what we're doing here. We're figuring shit out. So if you are determined to see in a different way than the one that you have been seeing with, mostly generated by your ego, generated by your history and your experiences, and if the things you see are not bringing you joy, are not in alignment with how you want to live your life, if you are choosing to see specific things as opposed to other things, at least give it a balanced attention and equal time to be able to see it in a different way. So be determined to try to see something differently, especially if it's not creating the results in your life that you want. So look that shit up. And figure it out and figure out if you can practice and be determined, which means that you get over those roadblocks, that you are moving over those speed bumps, that you risk some road rash in order to see something a little bit differently. And you might want to see something the way it is, but, but own the feelings for it and own your decision to actually see it in that way. And then you're taking responsibility for how you're living your life. That's all we can do. We can just take responsibility for how we're deciding to live our life. I can decide if I want to react to something or not. I can decide if I want to make something a problem or not. So today I wanted to talk about 
that idea about what we should be doing at a specific time. And every time I hear the word, sh the word should, I, I, I cringe. Because if I'm saying I should be doing something, that means either I didn't do it, and so I have zero control over what I didn't do in the past. It's like fighting with a previous reality, you lose 100% of the time. Or I'm not doing it at the moment and beating myself up for not doing it. So anything that I say should do for, and especially if I say the word should, and then I have a negative feeling related to it, is most likely something that I am not going to do. And if I am going to do it based on that feeling that I should, which is not coming from that place of determination, that's for sure, but rather, I don't know, that feeling of, of obligation and guilt and shame and whatever else, I might push myself into action for a little while, but I will be freaking miserable doing it, number one, and it won't be sustainable. I will most likely go off and eat something because that that is the way that I deal with whatever I am doing in relation to feeling shameful and guilty and yucky. If that's my motivation, that's it. I'm I'm doing anything I can to not feel that crap. And and I've been feeling that in, you know, with the podcast and, you know, with a lot of different things that I should be doing something. And so that usually makes me very curious about what it is that I'm making it mean. Like why is this not fun? Because I love talking and sharing and talking to people. My most fun thing that I do is just meeting new people and loving on them. I really, really enjoy that. I was saying that the other day, my daughter Lily and I um, will go out and we basically like hold hands and she still is doing pirouettes and dancing around whatever store we went to. And we were in Whole Foods the other day and there was this fantastic woman working there. We were returning something and she was wearing the funnest shirt ever and had the funnest glasses. And both of us at the same moment told her how much we loved her glasses and we loved her shirt and that she was our new best friend. And we kind of make friends like that, you know, that, that same way that a young person actually goes to a park and then befriends somebody really quickly and they're sliding down slides and swinging on swings. And I wrote a song about that and they are best friends for that moment and they might never see each other again. And that's still okay. And they owe each other nothing other than staying that connected for that moment. And the next moment they might not, but still, we can still do that in our day-to-day -day life. So I really, really love that. So that idea that we should be figuring something out at a specific time, I think is very detrimental and hard on us. It makes us feel like we somehow have failed in some way to live a life that we're supposed to live. But there are no rule books in what this life is offering. We have no idea about people's experiences or not. Everybody's timeline is completely different. And there are no shoulds. So right now at age 58, I guess there are other things I should be doing or not doing, or I should have figured something out, or I should have been able to stay with this relationship or whatever it is that I should have done and figured out. But it turns out that that is not my path. And to be mean to myself about it is not helpful in figuring out what it is that I want to do. I'm not saying should. So 
this is the five steps. And I always, I always do five steps and they're all pretty similar to be honest with you. Five steps in figuring out what you want to do or figuring out what makes sense for you or figuring out what's in alignment with how you want to live your life or figuring out that you're okay rather than what you should be doing at the moment. The first thing is decide that nothing is wrong. There is not a problem. Where there is no problem, do not create it. You don't have to have a problem with everything. And it's amazing to me how many people will fabricate problems that don't necessarily need to be there. I am talking about that every day, that I can choose to make this a problem or choose to not make this a problem. I can choose to be offended or I could choose to not be offended. I can choose to decide that this is somebody else's issue and not mine, or I could choose to decide that they are taking advantage of me or whatever it is. But it's a decision every time. And I am making that decision almost at every moment. Step number two, be curious about your thoughts and where they originally came from. The idea that something should be happening at a specific time is almost always early programming, societal pressures, family of origin pressures and expectations, and whatever the oppression is of your particular group. They all come into play. Just be curious. Be an observer. Look at the sentences in your mind. Take them out of your mind. Put them on your hand. Put them on a piece of paper. Anything you're curious about and you're looking at from afar, you can't really be that mad at. You're just curious. And I love curiosity as a feeling to motivate because it's one that I use a lot. I am so curious about everybody and everything. And that goes really well. Step number three, be compassionate with yourself. I love that one. Oh, more compassion. Every time I hear people talking about themselves so horribly, I envision a bully behind them, walking after them at every moment, saying nasty things. And I know what I would do with a bully that was following me around. I'd be like, get the hell away from me. I'm getting a restraining order. I'm going to smack you around and make you go away. But your brain never gets to leave. You are bullying yourself at every freaking moment. Make a decision. And we're at step one right now that you will not say an unkind word to yourself again. Now that doesn't mean that you won't think that there should be something you should do or that you are going over things that maybe you didn't do well this time and would like to do again, but never make it about who you are as a person. You are a wonderful human that deserves love and kindness. Go back to the commitment and you know that this is true. So be compassionate with yourself. High five yourself in the mirror every morning. I do it every morning. I remind myself of the things that are lovable about me. And I'm not talking about positive affirmations. I love me. I think I'm so gorgeous because I don't believe them. I have to think of things that I believe that I was born, that I was born good, that I am worthy of people being kind to me. And I continue to practice those thoughts. But every time I say a mean, self-deprecating thought to myself, and some of them will masquerade as something benign and remember that they are always there to protect us. So it's not as if we didn't do that for a good reason. We're trying to stay protected. Every time I have them, I am 
again, curious, step number two, and I'm compassionate with myself. And that brings me to step number four, change the discussion within yourself, as opposed to, I should be doing this. I should have had this figured out by now. Switch it up. Say, I'm figuring this out now. Great for me to continue to try. I know I have it in me to keep going. There is a path for me and I am on it. That's what you're saying. And every time you shift that around, check in with your feelings, and then you'll find that you might actually feel better. And step number five, set up your life so you are, you're on the path of self-discovery, not on the path of what you should be doing, but a discovering of your mind, your interests, your wants, your loves, your desires, all of that. And sometimes you're going to need somebody else in there helping you because once you get stuck in that brain and that repetitive belief and thought, it's very hard to extricate yourself from that. So that's when you start that morning routine, meditate if you like meditating. Now remember meditation is not only about sitting quietly. There are people who do walking meditations. There are people who do meditations while staring at something. There's a million ways to meditate. Don't get caught up in what you should there's that word again, be doing related to meditation. I have been loving tapping lately because it's pretty active and I don't like to stay still. Find a coach. I'm an incredible coach that loves to help people figure shit out, get in touch with me, maybe therapy. There are so many ways to go and you can find the one that actually resonates with you. There is not one right one. All right. You got your five steps about how to give yourself a break if you believe that somehow you should have figured something out already and really start figuring shit out. Shit out in relation to what you're aligned with, what you love, whatever that path is, and there is no judgment on the path. All right, that's what I got for you now. If you want to work together, get in touch with me at Nikki at drnikkinarodin.com. I'm extremely busy. I have a full medical practice in Nome, but I do get four weeks off. I've got lots of clients now, but really, if you're committed and you want to figure shit out, it won't take long. I promise you. All right, I love you all and have a wonderful, wonderful week. Hey, everybody, if you want to work with me and really figure shit out, get unstuck and off the emotional roller coaster and heading towards your passion, and I know you can, get in contact with me and let's work together. It'll be worth, worth it for the life of your dreams. Okay, you can get in touch with me at Nikki at drnikkinarodin.com. That's N-I-K-K-I at D-R-N-I-K-K-I-N-E-R-E-T-I-N.com. Take care. Love you guys.